episode 24, July 3rd, is it? Yeah, July 3rd, 2018. Today's show, our main topic, we're talk about friends. How many of us have them? How important is having good friends in your life? They say you are the company you keep. Who has a greater influence in your life? Parents, friends. Do you search for friends or does it happen organic? Second part of tonight's show, we're going to cover the NBA. All the recent moves and super teams being formed. Does it look like the league is heading in the wrong direction? Jay, just mute me and unmute me. <laughs> All right. No, then. for some reason. Lastly, no, just not. Yeah, it's live. <laughs> Lastly, man, what impact does society face with the culture of everyone that wins gets the trophy? And what effect does this have on our youth? Tonight on the Jet Podcast. So, Jay, since it's just me and you, I know where Troy ass went. Where, where's Troy tonight? Uh, I don't dinner? know, man. <laughs> All right. We got Romy Mack calling in tonight, too. Jay, is there a delay between me and you? Yeah, there is. Oh, okay. Well, that's going to make things interesting tonight. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, for anyone interested in the show tonight, go to um, my Facebook page or the show's Instagram page or Jay's page. And, uh, you can make comments or leave questions, and we'll talk about it during the podcast. Or if you like, you can call in, and uh, we can talk to you live on the air. So, talk about friends. I guess uh, since me and you on the phone right now, let's uh, talk about how we met, Jay. Uh, what was it, tech school? Uh, yeah, then, what was it, 2001, 2002? Yep, 2002, man. Yeah. Um, now I don't know if people understand, uh, Air Force has a thing called the buddy system where you could take somebody into the Air Force, you and your boys, and, uh, more than likely you'll go to the same duty stations and, you know, you can do the same things. And uh, I guess that's to help people who have um, some type of anxiety and just kind of want to go with somebody they know instead of going into something new without anybody that they can be comfortable with. Well, me and Jay met in tech school playing ball. You know, Jay was a... The three-point king, like little Steph mm-hmm. Curry, but white and better. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like LeBron, as skinny and shorter and less powerful and less fast. So, but uh, <laughs> but man, like Jay used to blaze on anybody. I used to dunk on anybody. And uh, we're on two different teams, so you know, whenever we get together to play, play against each other. And I cannot stand playing against them because the dude would not miss. Like whoever's guarding him, please. Don't leave him open. He's not going to miss. And they're like, no, I got to go play ball in New York. Ah, no, bro, don't leave him open. He's not going to miss. And sure enough, you, you didn't really miss much at all. But with that connection we made playing ball, you know, that mutual respect for a competitor, we became friends. And once we found out after tech school we are going to the same base, we were like, oh, that's dope, man. We're going to go to the same base overseas and, and have a good time. And then we found out we're going to the same base after that, too. Mm-hmm. We're like, whoa, well. I guess either we're going to be friends or forced to be uh, together at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And with that said, man, we kind of kind of have this, this bond that is it's really strong. Man. Even though we're 19 states away, you know, it's um, it's cool to have a boy that we connect on different levels in life. You know, we didn't grow up together, but we pretty much matured together. Yeah, I think. And we didn't know at the time that we were going to the same base. So after school, tech school and everything, we uh, I remember running into you at, uh, what was it, Baltimore International Airport? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then I was like, hey, man, you know, yeah, what, what are you doing? Where are you going? You're like, I'm going to Turkey. And I was like, yeah, me too. And I remember getting to Turkey, and both of us, you could tell, like, it was destiny, man, because when we went to Turkey, not we didn't bring anything. We act like we were just going there for a week or something. But I remember we didn't have... <laughs> We didn't have towels. We didn't have anything. We just packed for, like, like one suitcase. And we packed with like one to an overnight sleepover or something, man. And it was probably the worst adult planning we've ever done in our lives. At least we were together. So it was good. Oh, dude, for sure, man. I remember we went to the, uh, what was it, the the BX, and we applied for star cards and everything. And 
because we had to get a TV, oh we had God. to get <laughs> we had to get everything for the room, man. Because I mean, we didn't bring anything over there at all. Man, I need a boot. Yeah, boots. You didn't even pack boots. boots. I had no boots. Or, or a checkbook, boots, man. I left all that. Nope, or a checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> and we couldn't use our cards because it was international. Remember? The ATM wouldn't work. I no, was, it wouldn't uh, work. Yeah, I was dying of hunger and didn't have any clothes, and it was a bad couple of couple of first weeks. <laughs> For sure, <laughs> and, man. Uh, man, the album to my misery, man. Which I listened to it over and over again with Nerd, the first one. <laughs> uh, if y'all know who right. Nerd is, that's for real. That's for real's group. And their first album, I bumped that shit for two weeks in a row, laying in the room with no furniture, with plastic on the mattress, with no boots, <laughs> yeah. no food. <laughs> And I was in the military. <laughs> the struggle was super duper real, man. <clears throat> but that's a good. Okay. I mean, oh, go with any. Oh no, just with anything in life, it's always like we said, man. The friendships that you that you have, you know, that that goes a long way. Like you said, especially. I mean, we went there with nothing. Can you imagine doing that alone if we didn't have, like, we didn't meet in tech school? Right. Uh, it'd been really rough. Yeah, for wow. sure. Man. <laughs> it was worse than basic training, man. It oh man, so I, yeah. Wow. I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to go. You know, I I had no idea what I was about to get myself into. We went to the Middle East, our first assignment. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I remember when they told me I had to, I called uh, I called back home and I was like, yeah, can you guys look it up? Because I have no idea where Insulik, Turkey is, you know, and I'm thinking Turkey is being just a desert and flying carpets and uh, Aladdin. That was like my only yeah. idea of the Middle East, you know, and we go there and it's completely opposite. You know, it's beautiful. It's green. They got people there yeah. and not a lot of bombs. And, uh, yeah. Some great food. I was saying, <laughs> exactly. I remember the cheese bread, hot man, shit. and hot as shit. I remember getting haircuts from that dude. I can't ever remember his name, man, but, you know, his barbershop. Yeah, Sircon. And then uh, Sircon, the first time when... <laughs> the first time when they brought out, like after they give you, uh, after he cuts your hair, he he takes that, uh, it's like a giant Q-tip. Remember that? Oh yeah, and they burn it. Yeah, he lights it on fire and then like burns off the hair, <clears throat> all the hair off your neck and your ears. Yeah, that freaked me out too. <laughs> yeah, every time it didn't matter what music was playing. As soon as you walked in, he put on Fifty Cent. Remember that? Yep. If <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> y'all didn't know, man, uh, Get Rich or Die Trying. I think that came out in '02, uh, the album, mm-hmm. and. That was literally the only rapper, him and Busta Rhymes, that they knew in Turkey. So everywhere we went, man, they'd be playing Turkish music or whatever. You walk in, work us up. You could find me in the club, like yeah. 50 Cent. Well, I mean, it made me yeah. go home, I guess, but uh, it was uh, <laughs> just no, it was a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. And like I said, man, uh, that's pretty much the reason why this episode just the friendship, like how how important do you think it is to have good friends? Because there comes a point in time when you you know you stop looking at your parents kind of as role models. Well, I don't think you ever stop, but you start to get other perspectives from other people. So uh, right. and you can go either path. You know, you can pick some friends and go down the wrong path, or you know have good friends and and stay in a good lane. And you know, luckily I found you know a good group of friends. Like, none of us have ever been in trouble, and we all have done things in our lives that are positive. So, like, good friends go a long way. And that's what I'm paying attention to my kids is who they hang around with, most importantly, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, especially now. I mean, I guess when we were younger, you know, we had that, that group of friends that we were always with. Like, you know, I lived on 8 Mile, so it was me and, like, maybe eight or nine other guys that we always hung out, you know, every day of the week. And it was just our little bubble because we didn't have social media to reach out to everybody else in the world. So it was just us. And we had to be outside because I mean, we had like Genesis and Nintendo, Super Nintendo, PlayStation one, 
I'm old. Um, <laughs> but we have to be outside on the bikes, playing ball in the park, playing football <laughs> in the snow, starving, <laughs> drinking water out the side of the water fountain or the water holes in people's houses, stealing from mm-hmm. the stores. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Eat, I mean, man. just. Yeah, just I mean, but that's normal kid stuff. But now you see kids freaking stabbing each other and knocking each other out, and I mean, yeah, it was. I had I had a bad. I mean, there was bad kids in my school too, in high school and everything. But like I always had, like I said, a good core of friends, man, that you know kept me on the right track and didn't allow me to get out of hand, which is it's a blessing. Yeah, I was uh, I guess I was too scared to get out out of hand because my dad, my dad was uh, a really really big influence, so. I mean, it still is, but in school, you know, I was afraid to get D's because I would get, you know, uh, I'd get whooped in the name of the Lord. So I, I couldn't get no bad grades, man. So I stayed away from everybody. I stayed away from people that smoked. I stayed away from people that drank. I didn't go to no party. I went to one party in high school, like one, and I hated it because it was just like I'm seeing a whole other side of the kids at school, and they're out here I'm like idiots. I'm like, I can't do that, man. <laughs> I can't twerk on the wall. I'm not doing it. So I got on my right. bike and I left. <laughs> like, it was fun, man. But I'm, I'm a virgin and I don't know what's going on and why is she touching me and it's time to right. go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that, that influence is very important. We come to the topic of parents or friends. I think there's a point where it evolves. So you have your parents that you look at and that you have to model yourself after because that's the lifestyle that you're bringing up in. Um, And you don't know right from wrong until you can actually discern what part is right and what part is wrong. Um, And once you realize that, you know, maybe your parents could have some issues, hey, it could be there. Um, And then you lean on your friends, too, because at some point your own moral values have to come into play. Not what you will learn, what you have learned, but what you actually feel is right and wrong. And sometimes you have those friends that can cultivate and help you with that. And sometimes you got the friends that lead you down the wrong path. Um, so it, it is important, the ones that you pick to be around and hang around, not the ones that you just want to be in that circle, but the ones that you should be in that circle. And you should be around these people that trying to do better or trying to stay out of the bull crap. Because we both know, like Detroit, back in the 80s and 90s, that's when I grew up. And you had to choose wisely. <laughs> you can go down the wrong path real, real quick. But mm-hmm. now I'm, you know, an adult and I got kids. It's uh, you know, of course they're gonna try to do their own thing, and I have to instill in them as strongly as I can how to not go about life. You know, because it only takes a few bad mistakes and you're you're gone. You're on that slippery slope and you're out of there. Mm-hmm. No, for, yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I remember like just my my group of friends down here was Josh, Pat, Kevin, Jay, uh, my other friend. I don't think you ever met him, but Feitner. I met Feitner. Yeah, that's right. You met him, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we used to just play basketball all day and sports, and, you know, we would we would know a lot of people that would do, you know, go out and drink and do drugs and stuff like that, man, but we never really did what they did, you know? Which is, like I said, it's a blessing, because we could have easily, you know, been influenced by the other guys, and, and now I see it coming back here and working in probation and seeing how my life could have played out. You know, if I followed the wrong crowd. Right. Like I said, yeah, friends go a long way, man. And all I got, I mean, I got a good group of friends and I know I can call them at any time and, you know, they do anything, pretty much anything for me. And a lot of people can't say that, you know? I mean, uh, pretty much. Sometimes you have people that are in your life only for what you can provide for them. Mm-hmm. And you know, those are the ones that don't necessarily have your best interests at heart. But friends are very, very important in life. I mean, think about it. We spend a majority of our life with our friends. It's something that we need to mm-hmm. 
look at as, you know, those, you are an average of the people that you're around. I think that's what the five people you're around, you're the average of that person, of that group. And if you don't like it, <laughs> maybe you're in the wrong group. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's another question, too, for tonight, like the uh, search. So, you know, sometimes people just want to go along with the crowd and they're in the search of friends or friendship, you know. And then for me, most of my friends have happened, like, organically, like something, some path has crossed and, you know, we just like clicked, you know, and became friends. Like I never forced myself to go out and try to befriend someone, but I see a lot of people trying to fall in with the crowd and that's, an, I don't think that's the the right way to, to make friends, you know, like everybody, well, everybody out there. Yeah, exactly. Like I met Josh, man, Josh moved into my neighborhood and you know, he was, he was a baller, man. He used to play basketball and stuff. And you know, like rumblings in the neighborhood was like, yeah, this new kid moved in and you know, he's, he's good at basketball and, I'm like, all right, well, and then we just cross paths and play basketball, and before you know it, man, sleepovers, and we're we're best friends, you know? Yeah, that's how it works out. I mean. (laughs) Exactly. And Josh was funny, man. Back in the day, I remember at the bus stop when I first met him, you know, he had a Bone Thugs and Harmony t-shirt on, and he had this long, (laughs) (laughs) this long blonde hair, man, and he would just sit there on the bus and comb his hair the whole time, you know? Like, the dude always had some. But he knows. We always, to this day, man, we called him Pantene Pro V because his hair, man, was so, so nice. Pantene Pro V. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, he, he was a hooper, man. My brother, all of us. Like, that's most of my friends that came through sports, you know, I think. And and it's important for kids to have sports in their life. Same here. Yeah, most of them, we all played ball together. Um, right. I don't know if you saw my, uh, my Facebook video when I was in Detroit. But that park I was at was a park that we played ball at and football and stuff all the time. Um, and that, was, that was every single day, and we'd go down to the park. If it had snowed, we'd go down there and push the snow off the court and play ball. If it rained, we push water off the court and play. I mean, it was and it was a safe place too, man. Like nobody out there shooting nothing stupid like that. So it was a place where we all can kind of go and mingle with other people and you know have other people from other neighborhoods come and play. And I guess that all brought us together, you know, outside of the the uh, the struggles that we all shared. Yeah, so we can. Uh... I don't know if you want to move on already to the NBA stuff. I mean, that's all been on our timeline for the last 24 hours. Uh, which is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy because both of us, you know, we grew up in the era of, you know, Jordan and the bad boys and Celtics and Magic, you know, and right. now to see how it is where everybody's just chasing, you know, I don't know if they're chasing championships or they're just linking up with their boys or, I mean, to see cousins go to the Warriors like I was like, man, that's that's not fair, <laughs> you know. It's insane, man. That is insane. It's insane. It's insane. And then he made like a like a decision to just you know have a pay cut. You know, he's he's worth a lot more than five million. Oh yeah. You know for sure. But I know is there. You think there's like some kind of conspiracy against LeBron James, like you know to have <laughs> to have these super teams or something? Like I don't. You know, it seems I don't know. No, I don't. I don't think it's a conspiracy, man. I, I think. That, well, we're going back to our era. You know, when you would name a team, we could name the best player on that team. And you just know that that player just is there on that team. He ain't going nowhere. You know, Chicago, Michael Jordan. You know, Boston, Larry Bird. You know, L.A., Magic. Um, Utah, Carl uh, Malone. You know, John Stockton. Houston, Clyde Drexler. San Antonio, David Robinson. You know, stuff like that. We just knew these players are on those teams. And that that's who, that's who they're linked to. But now... And I don't, I don't, I don't think it's anything terribly wrong with it. You know, you want to win, 
go where you got a better chance to win. Uh, it just, you know, LeBron being, and I will give him the title, he is the greatest of this era. <laughs> the dude, is, he, he's really, he's really chasing it. And I don't, I ain't going to knock the hustle. It's just, you know, is it going to taint his legacy? L.A. goes on to win, like when he went to Miami. If L.A. goes on to win two championships in the next couple of years, are we going to say, man, it's because LeBron is great? Or are we going to say, well, you know, that he had to go somewhere where he had to build a team around him or he had to go somewhere where it was easier to win? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But then with Golden State, you know, people are saying they, they're, they are a powerhouse team, but they were really good before they pulled Kevin Durant. They were good before they got DeMarcus Cousins. So, shit, this is just ridiculous now, though. I mean, Cousins is arguably one of the best big men in the league. And he's on the Warriors. Like, what can you do now? Yeah, when I when I seen that come out, I'm, I mean, I didn't. I, I think he's still hurt or he's recovering from his uh his injury from last season. But like a healthy, their starting five would be like a. I mean, that's like a dream team. And I don't know. I think it's just. I think it's their system. You know, they got they got the culture going. They got the fans. They got you know everybody. Look at. I mean, Curry, Curry kind of took a backseat to Durant, you know, and that, that's just who they are. But I would say I'm usually a LeBron hater, man, but I think the move to go to the West and he does end up winning the championship, that, that's pretty impressive because, I mean, he owned the East, and the East is is weak. Man. So if he, it, if he can make it out of the West with this team right now, with Lance and JaVale McGee, and <laughs> if he can do that, I mean, that's – you can't knock them for that. Yeah, that's true because the West is stacked. I mean, yeah, you yeah, got you got the Rockets. You have the Rockets. Um, uh, the Spurs. Spurs yeah, Spurs always. Denver's yeah. pretty decent. Utah's decent. So, yeah, Utah. So, LeBron's got some issues over there in the West. It's gonna be fun to watch. I, I can I can guarantee that. But you know, being that my team is in the East, you know, like watching the B teams and the A teams play. Yeah, uh, yeah but, but then again, it might give yeah, it might give some slots open for Detroit and the Magic, you know, this year. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Um, being that being that Toronto was the best team last year, you know, they could arguably be the best team this year too out of the East, them in Boston. Because mm-hmm. uh Kyrie will be back. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to watch. So no, they're gonna yeah, be so, a surprise team. Oh, there's still what's the name? He's out there too, you know, so if Kawhi if he can sign with the Lakers and he was uh he was uh, shutting down the Warriors, man, until he sprained his ankle in that in that series. So uh, he's a key. I think he's a key piece, man, to any team. I don't think he's going to go back to the Spurs. Um, but we're but we're see. But with all these super teams and all this stuff forming, man, like the question for tonight was: Do you think it's bad for the league? Do you think it's heading in the wrong direction? I would say no. I would say no. The league has to evolve with the era that we're in. It, the, the amount of money flowing through the league is more than it used to ever be when we were growing up watching ball. And um, I think now people can actually be bought, you know. And it's not being bought as in they, they're not real. But now the championship is – it seems like it's something that you have to have now. You know, if you're a good player or a great player, you have to have a championship. People don't want to go out like Carl Malone and John Stockton, who were, you know, one of the greatest power forward, one of the greatest point guards in the league and they don't have a championship. No, people don't want to go out like that anymore. So mm. uh, a few uh, motorbikes going by really, really damn loud. I don't think it's bad for the league. I really don't. I think the league is 
going to be entertaining, and this makes it that much more entertaining. Problem is, I can already see where this is going. If Golden State does not make it to the championship this year, then that's going to be the headline. Like this is a, I think they they like got a six to one odds to win a championship right now, and that that's ridiculous, you know. And that's barring energies and their energies, injuries and, and <laughs> right. <you> know, <laughs> energies, man. Well, I'm listening to Drake. <laughs> no, but I think. That makes a good point, but then it can go into the fact that, like, like you said, entertainment. Now, like, do you think maybe they're they're realizing the entertainment value and allowing all these moves because the Warriors won last year, man, and nothing was really said about them winning the championship. You know, after they won, it was like nothing about the Warriors and everything about James and all these free agencies and like, do they even care who wins or is it just about the drama now? Like with the trades and well, I mean, like you said, it's not a surprise anymore. <laughs> it's not a surprise we're gonna win. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. looking at these teams, it's not a surprise. But one thing we do know, it's not gonna be Golden State in Cleveland next year. Oh yeah, yeah. And that you saw, you you posted that today, man. They already took down the banner of LeBron, you know. And that dude, I mean, he brought a championship yeah. to <laughs> to Cleveland. They never had, they never won one before, you know. So yeah, why wouldn't you leave? He knows fans aren't loyal. Like fans aren't the wins that you get. Man, that's about it. And I'm I'm. I'm not a LeBron lover, but, you know, I recognize the dude is, you know, the best in the game right now. And if he was on Detroit, I'd be happy. <laughs> like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll take LeBron. But, uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. I, mean, got- I think we got, uh, I think we got, what's the name? Uh, hold on one second. Yo, yo. We got a call. Um, no, I think doesn't. that's somebody calling. Oh, yeah. Somebody, that's yeah. Calling. She, she doesn't uh, want to talk. She just wanted to listen. <laughs> oh, she Okay. Mute her. Yeah, let me mute her real Please quick. Please do. All right. Anyway. Okay. Uh, I'm yeah. muted her. Uh, some people are trying to call. <laughs> call in but the link is uh either broken or is kicking them out of the show so well i mean i'm thinking that's because we have too many people listening right now that's what i'm hoping oh. but yeah no I, I don't know it's it's weird like with the link you know a lot of people click on it and they can't ever they can listen but they can't do anything else or i don't know right i will get that but, maybe yeah, we'll sign by somebody yeah, else i'll talk yeah we'll get it fixed and then uh once again, you can always after the episode you can buy iTunes and and listen if you want. Right. But uh, yeah. So going back to the whole the last part of the episode is the uh, you know, there's like a movement now or kind of mm-hmm. like a uh thought process on you know everybody deserves a trophy or you know there are no losers in, in the game of sports or life right now. So I know you growing up and me growing up. You know, there were fourth place trophies and fifth place and you got cut from a team and, you know, you had to try harder, man. And it it made you a better person when you were told you sucked at something or you didn't win a championship or, (laughs) you know. Oh, yeah, man. I remember losing and not getting shit. Right. You didn't get anything. (laughs) It wasn't like and there wasn't anything like, you know, if you got beat by 60 points, you got beat by 60 and it was embarrassing. Right. You know, it wasn't it wasn't like, oh, man, we got to ease up on them or I mean, no, they would run a trap on you and you couldn't even get the ball past half yeah. court. <laughs> no, they you would know? destroy you like for the and you just watch the score just get way the fuck out of hand. You just gonna watch the clock and hope the game ends now because they're just destroying us. Right. And you look at the best player on the team like help. Like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought we were so right. good. <laughs> so what do you what, what do you think about like what's the shift? Like, why do you think the thought process has changed to everybody's a winner now? Well, I'm going to read um, as an input from a wise woman, uh, Kate. She said, learning to lose is a lesson that needs to be learned early. It doesn't get easier as you get older. Learning to take that loss 
and learn from it to make yourself better and push further. Awards for showing up, I think, is fine in the early years to encourage involvement. Okay, so I, I feel what she's saying there. So participation awards are great. Like, yeah, you guys you made a team, you got into the league, and blah, blah, here you go. Thanks for joining the league. But now I think the shift in everybody has to get something is to not make people feel so bad for being, you know, not as talented, which I kind of understand, but I, I, no, you can't, you can't reward failure. What you can do is you reward failure with teaching a lesson and helping people get better or making them want to get better themselves because losing sucks ass and you don't want to lose anymore. If you lose that game, it makes you want to cry at the end of the game. Like I've cried in the basketball games before, man, because we lost. I hate it. I like just got to get better, man. We can't lose again. Like, what do we do wrong? Um, should we sign LeBron? Like, what what should we do? What? <laughs> no, it's, it's true. And I mean, that's like anybody that likes basketball. That's like the story that everybody's told. Uh, you know, Michael Jordan getting cut from uh, what was it, high school? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's Michael Jordan. You know, can you imagine if they let him just come on and maybe he wasn't ready at the time? You know, and. That gave him that drive to be Michael Jordan, was being told you, you can't make the team. So he needed that for growth, like yeah. like she stated, you know, at a, at a younger age. But now, I don't know if maybe these younger players are coming up in this in this era of everybody's a winner, and they're not, they're more prone to go into different teams or joining super teams or the team that just beat you. Okay, well, you beat me. I'm going to go join you and, and win. Which is, that's why Durant gets a lot of flack because, you know, he lost to the Warriors. He actually, they could have beat the Warriors that season. They yeah, just kind of folded under pressure and then you join the Warriors and win two championships. Right. You know, what's the name? Yeah, he's still out there. Three or four. <laughs> exactly. He's going to win. Yeah, probably the next, yeah, like you said, three or four. But that's with anything. What do you think? Do you think in society that everybody's a winner or do you need losers? <laughs> losers. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say losers. I. I say we need. We need the less. We do need the lessons from not winning. Um, losing is a part of the game, man. I mean, if there's a winner, there's a damn loser. We all can't be winners. I think when we make everybody some sort of winner, we encourage that losing is wrong. Losing is not always wrong. You know, losing is a part of the game, and I don't think you can grow unless you learn from the mistakes you made that made you lose a game. Even though it's just a game, there are lessons in it. Remember playing Madden, man. Like, some games I just could not beat you. I don't know what you were doing, but you were just destroying me with um, the slants or the out patterns. I was like, I need to learn what these defenses are. So so I get the Broncos, and I get John Lynch, and I pick off everything that you throw. Like you, that's an example of what you need to do with anything. It doesn't sports, you know. If you're losing in life or not getting what you want out of life, it's a it's an opportunity. You grow from it. You know, you got to take those losses and and push forward. You know, if I if I'm not providing for my family and they're saying and someone's telling me I'm doing a good job, like what's the incentive for me to right. like you need to you need to be told that you're not doing. It. I mean, that's just everything is not. <laughs> Not uh, roses at all time, man. My son, like if he plays, and I wouldn't want him to get a trophy if I lost. Right. I mean, I would want him to know that volunteering to play the game, you know, you need to be, you know, we can be get some accomplishments for being a part of it, which, like, my son wants to play ball, football, basketball, baseball, wrestle, whatever. I'd be proud that he even wanted to do it, you know, and then if he loves it and he wants to be involved in it, then we start to 
get the skills down. But the first thing you got to teach is you can't come down on yourself if you lose, and you can't come down on yourself if you're ridiculed by a coach. You know, and not ridiculed as in like being put down, but there's always that constructive criticism that build it breaks you down and builds you back up. And we learned that from the military. But you know, some people just can't take it. You know, they think that if they did something wrong, you pointed out that that's just what they are. They're just wrong. They suck. They're not gonna ever get it right. Blah blah. blah. And you get somebody mm-hmm. that just gives up on everything because they're not perfect. You know, and I think that's sometimes what the media teaches. And show all the people that are great at everything, and you look at it and you say, you know, I, I can do that. I can be great at everything. You know, just got to go out there and play. Like, no, it's not that easy. No, nope. exactly. LeBron works out in the gym all the time. Exactly. Not, you know, the no, I think that's perfect, man. Because if you take away the fact that everybody's a winner, you know, you take away the fact that the amount of effort that winner puts into his craft. So. Right. You know, if everybody's winning, like you're on the same playing field and stuff like that, you're not praising or or applauding that dude that's in the gym, like you said, you know, putting in the extra hours and has the talent and all this stuff. You know, if, if I play in the league with, with uh, LeBron James and I get a trophy and he gets a trophy, what's that to say? I'm I'm on the same <laughs> the same playing field as LeBron James? Right. <laughs> no, you know, there's no way. But – but that's I was seeing that that shift, man, in in anything, you know, like everybody wants to be a, a winner without the effort, is what I'm saying. I don't know if you see that. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that. I'm saying you got to put in hard work, man, with anything, with a podcast, with uh, school. Like I sucked at school, but I never put forth the effort, you know. And what if someone gave me a degree if I didn't write a paper, right? You know. And that takes away the accomplishment of that dude, me or you, putting in, you know, 16-hour nights writing 16, 20-page papers. So. Then you got somebody else that comes along and writes a three- or four-page bullshit thesis. They get the same grade as we get. Like, no. Yeah, the same grade. No, that's not how life works, man. And that's what I think those are life lessons that you need to learn, at, like she stated, at a young age. I mean, that was pretty much all a... I was just thinking about that the other day. Like, I just remember, you know, failing at a lot of things, man. And, like, it made me work harder and not want to join the super team or get handed a trophy. You know what, man? When I thought about um, when did we both fail the first Raven test, PT test, like, before we joined Dagger? Yeah, before we joined, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, before we joined, we failed that PT test, man. I was like, man, like, mm-hmm. am I good enough to be one of these fucking douchebags? Or should I, right. you know, just say no? But really, I was like, no, I, I can do it. I, I can I can beat this test. And then Dagger shows up, and we're like, man, this is harder than even Raven. Are we, what are we doing? Like, and mm-hmm. I really thought about that, man. We were going through that pipeline. I was like, what the hell am I doing? What is this special op shit? <laughs> I, um, I was like, yeah. I was in the office. That's all I want to do, man. Now we're chipping yeah, over that, the in the water. Yeah. Exactly. But if we didn't take that, uh, that, uh, that step, man, that leap, you know, that program – you know, like a stepping stone or it, it it gave me a mentality for the rest of my life, you know, to push myself at anything, you right. know, because I know I, I could do so much more than what, what I'm telling myself I can do, you know, and that's the limitations that's we true. put on ourselves, you know, you can always, your mind is like so powerful, man, and it's a, it's scary how limited we see ourselves at times, you know, but you can always push yourself. And that's why I'm thinking like with this culture, man, of everybody's a winner is not going to allow people to push and, and innovate, man. And 
and have the next best <laughs> or better things in life, you know? Man, when you think about it, all the shit that we did in our career, to include all the extracurricular stuff like basketball, you know, traveling teams and uh, playing the Warrior Jones basketball league, like, we did a lot of stuff, man. And a lot of stuff that I never thought I, I would do growing up. And, yeah, the mind is, is, is powerful because, really, I didn't see all this stuff until it became like it was an option, like it was attainable. And I use dagger as a big, you know, uh, a big topic for me because that was something that I, thought, I, I hated running, man. You know, I hate running. Like, I yeah. can sprint my ass off, man, but run a long distance, kiss my black ass. No, why? If I don't run that far from something, I shouldn't be in a fight. <laughs> like, I'm not doing it. But did it. Like, we did it over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And that and that thing in your head, it was like you just stated it. You know, you hated running. You're you're telling yourself this, but once you're out doing it, you know, you become comfortable, and you're seeing the next man ne- or the person next to you. They're struggling, you know, and but you push through it, like you said. And if we didn't take that opportunity, and look how many people hated <laughs> on that program or didn't like it or understand it, but didn't want to volunteer to do it, you know? Right. Exactly. And that's the thing. That's that's when anything, you know, because you, to them, they're like, man, this is stupid. But the only reason why you're coming up with the stupid excuse or hating on a certain idea is because you don't want to put forth the effort to do it. And you don't understand or don't uh, empathize with the people who who have done it. You know, like we're out there at five o'clock, four o'clock in the morning running, you know, right. lifting heavy ass shit up, staying up for 18, 20 four hours, you know, rucking for 12 right. miles. Like, people don't see that. You know, they just assume that it's easy, but it's not. But, right. That we just wear and we got a, a title. Like, nah, man, yeah. we got to earn that shit. Yeah, it's a lot of, yeah, you earn it, man. And that's why when you get, you know, your little, well, when we got our ceremony, man, we got our daggers with our numbers in it. All of us, like, <laughs> we're, we're tearing up and stuff, man. And those group of people are still close friends of mine. And, you know, I would do anything for them, man, because I know. You know the the character of those people. They're hard right. workers, because man. We, man, we were at the bottom, man. Like we, I walked my the bottom of my feet off in that rut. You know, and oh man, still finished. <clears throat> yeah, I oh, thought I was going to die the whole time. Yeah, and and all that running, like I ran next to you most of the time. So <laughs> hearing you struggle and breathe, and I'm dying. I'm like, man, if we're gonna die, we gotta go together, man. If we're gonna make, we gotta make it together. And exactly, <laughs> I step on the back like of your feet, man, so I can't concentrate. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly, man. But so, I got someone that made a comment. Um, so, see, Hannah. Hannah said, why are some women so petty in friendships? When they see a friend succeed, they want to tear them down. Said, it might be out of jealousy, but still, we need to build each other up. And Hannah, so to address that, it's not just women. That's, people do that to each other all the time. Um, even guys do that. Say if I come out with a clothing line, like, you know, I am. Uh, me and my parents, we're doing that right now. We got people that would rather go and buy $100 shirts and shit like that than support the people that they call friends. Like, if my homeboy got a business, I'm supporting that business. You know, big shout out to London. London Alley, he's got, a, uh, he got a, some, some apparel that he sells, and the dude is off the chain with his stuff. Catch him on Instagram. Um, anyway, why will we tear each other down? I think because we see somebody putting in the effort to get something that we were afraid to put the effort in for so instead of us helping or encouraging, we hate on them. And hmm. sometimes it's out of hmm. jealousy, they can be out of envy, or just straight up disdain for the person because they're actually doing something different and you're stuck doing what, you know, somebody's telling you to do. Yeah, that and this is, of- a, 
Oh, we got ten seconds left on the live show, but we can <laughs> we can extend it, man, a couple minutes and answer okay. some questions and stuff. So, but yeah, that's a good question. I mean, hate I. Like I said, with the friendship things, you know, maybe they're not your friend. And, that, and that's that's the thing. Like I said, with my group of friends, I, I know, you know, we support each other and that's why we're friends. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you, you do see, you see that a lot with anything, you know, people don't understand what you're doing. And their first thing is, is negativity or criticism of what you're doing. You know, like, well, it's hard like we, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to be different. It's not normal, man. And, and going outside the norm, like, scares a lot of people. Yeah, it does. You know, because we're all taught to go to school, you know, get an education, work towards a pension, retire at 67. But then you see your one friend who's out there trying to be an entrepreneur or, you know, make music or, and you're like, man, I'm going to work every day and this guy's lazy or he's not doing it the right way. And so you have to hate, I guess. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, like I said, it's like the fear of going outside the box. We all have dreams that have nothing to do with our jobs, you know, and at what point do you say this This has to stop at some point? I have to be happy. Like the effort I'm putting in at this job, which I, which is not really cultivating my dreams, I could be putting toward the hobby that I love and I could possibly make money off something doing, doing what I love. And I think that's where people be, become afraid because, when you take that time and step back and try to do what you like, you're not getting paid for it, you know? And it's that mm-hmm. instant satisfaction or, or the bills are back up or effort, you know, the sleep, the schedule. But in the end, it's going to be all worth it. I don't, I don't know anybody that's successful, and I'm not going to say just wealthy, but successful. You know, it happened overnight. You know, everybody didn't get a handout. You know, people started from the bottom, literally. Uh, why not try it, man? I don't want to die without trying something I love and trying to make money off of it and trying to make a a, a happy living. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and and you don't like you said, you won't know until you till you take the leap and uh, you try something, you know, something you're passionate about. And just we've been doing this thing for what? How many months now? Six months. With the podcast, yeah, yeah, the the podcast, you know, and and we see more people you know, starting to interact and, you know, like I said, we're not experts. We're not, you know, the, the most uh, knowledgeable of things and stuff like that, man. But we all come from different areas and different cities and backgrounds. And, you know, we're just trying to figure out life, you know, through communication. And that's what everybody needs to do is to communicate and listen to one another, man. That's how you learn and grow. And just, like I said, I, just by going on Instagram, promoting the show, like, I would have never thought I'd have someone in North Carolina listening to me and saying, hey, man, we, we like what you're doing, and, you know, you guys have good topics. And I used to be, you know me, Evan. <laughs> I'm, like, shy as hell, man. I don't like to talk. And so for me to do this, you know it's got to be something real because I would never get on online or talk in front of people. or. Nope. You made me do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I, I had all the best jokes, man, but I was too scared to say them. Exactly. You know, but yeah, but it's good. Look at you got McAllister, you know, a good friend of ours. He's got his own show. He's probably, I think he's on episode, what, 100 something. You know, he's growing. He's, I mean, that dude's talented, man. He does everything, sings, beats. So. And we knew, we knew, like, you know, we all had talent when we met each other. It's just that we right. had a common mission up in the military. So now that yeah, we have, man, we can. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And uh, to this day, man, until I die, I would always say the military man taught, pretty much taught me everything I need. You get so many good, you know, uh, life lessons being in the military. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
So if if society can model, I know a lot. I, I know a lot of people in society don't the military and don't understand it. But once you're in, you know, and you get out, you you fully understand how the world should be. I think, Cause especially out here, man, we live without standards, and and you know, good people pay for it because people don't have standards. Right. I'm so, not sure it's your mic, man. You cut you cut in and out. It might be a mic. I? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably. Yeah. I think they're trying to tell us to wrap it up. <laughs> Pretty much, wrap it up, B. Uh, we went up. We went off uh, live five minutes ago, right? Oh yeah, yeah. We can. Uh, okay. This isn't live, so I can cut most of this out. We need to cut out. Well, we could do our shout-outs, right. man. One, there's a company clothing line. Uh, disgruntled gentlemen. They have a website, disgruntledgentlemen.com. You know, they got apparel, sweaters, and then uh. All right. <clears throat> I'll repeat what you said because you kind of cut out again. Um, shout out to Disgruntled Gentlemen. Disgruntled Gentlemen. Um, do you have a Facebook page and Instagram, stuff like that? Uh, yeah, they got an Instagram and the webpage. Rider Republic. We will be pushing product out of here very soon, probably the next couple of weeks. So uh, pay attention to my Facebook page and Instagram, and we'll definitely have some of our product out there for you to look at and order. Um, I think it's going to be a hit. Uh, when you see it, you're going to agree. I guarantee. Let's see. Who else can I have a shout out to? Of course, Romy Mack, the locker room, two cents. Uh, what's the name? Troy, our other host. He's not here tonight, but he'll be yeah. back on the next episode. And he does it all too, man. He raps, makes music, talented guy, the third of the trio. Right. <laughs> so. All right. But yeah, man. Uh, all right. Well. Oh yeah. Guys, have a good oh, night. in the beginning too. I'll try to. Ho- well, sorry. Hopefully, the beginning wasn't all jacked up, man, with the, the echo and the... It sounded weird, right, in the beginning? It did a little bit. But I think we need to work on getting on our video so we can actually sit and just... Uh, we can see yeah. each other and uh, we can go live like that. I think we get... Yeah, we'll do that next. Yeah, because yeah. then people can actually right. comment and stuff. Right. We yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, let's, uh, yeah, we'll do that. Yep, 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 yep. All right, buddy. Friend. One of my closest <laughs> friends ever in life. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sir. Yeah, that's it, man. We appreciate it. Once again, iTunes, you can uh, subscribe. And we're on the podcast app if you got an iPhone. Uh, Blog Talk Radio, you can go on there and check us out. Uh, I think that's pretty much it, man. But we do need some feedback, and we do need some comments, and we appreciate it. Just over tonight, I think we gained like 15 people to our page. So that's that's a plus, man. All right. All right, man. Keep pushing. All right, man. All right, man. Love you, son. Love you, dog. Happy Independence Day. Run to Old Navy to celebrate the 4th with 50% off all Old Navy active for the family. Hoodies, leggings, tanks, and more are all 50% off at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Hurry. Ends tonight. Valid 7-2 to 7-3. Excludes in-store clearance. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.